My name is Ishan Rola. And I'm Annie Knudsen. And welcome to Hidden in Plain Sight, the podcast where students from different areas of life, undergraduate, graduate, or medical school, share their stories with mental health. A quick warning to those listening, this podcast deals with heavy themes such as depression, anxiety, and suicide, and it is left unfiltered in regards to language and content. Additionally, this podcast is not meant to put down in any way the mental health resources brought on campus. However, we must acknowledge how they cannot serve every student. Every week, you will hear a new student tell their story. We hope these stories will shine a light on the often overlooked issue of mental health and provide a place of comfort for those currently suffering. So, without further ado, let's get into this week's story. Um, so I guess one of the first questions that I want to ask you is just very like broadly, um, what has, like, what kind of mental illness have you like struggled with in the past? Mm -hmm. So I am diagnosed with major depressive disorder. That's something I was diagnosed with a few years ago. So that's what I struggle with the most. Okay. Do you remember the first time you ever dealt with like your major depressive disorder? Like if you feel like there's like a timeline or maybe if you just have like a story of like one of the first days you really kind of noticed that something was off. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I know that during like all of childhood and like middle school, especially in high school, I just had like a lot of emotional problems, just feeling down and like nobody mm-hmm. liked me because people would just copy off me and stuff. So like everyone was fake mm-hmm. and that's kind of the case today too, but Anyway, like, I just had a lot of problems with, like, my self-worth and self-esteem and everything. And then it was in college that things kind of got worse just because of, like, I was dating a guy and he ghosted me. That was, like, my first experience being ghosted. So that just kind of threw me off so badly that it Mm -hmm. took me, like, over a year to get over that guy. So that was just wild. But um, I was diagnosed the summer after my freshman year because I, I was breaking down crying mm-hmm. at, like, different things. Like, interviews, I was just breaking down crying and just a bunch of different things. And I broke down at my doctor's office. And right. she was like, I think you have depression. Right. Okay. Um, so was there, like, one particular instance that, like, kind of you like made you think that there was something that wasn't I think in middle school that was like the first time I felt suicidal like just Mm -hmm. thoughts of that way because Mm -hmm. I would write notes to myself and sometimes notes to friends who I could trust Mm -hmm. and then I don't know I just felt like I wanted to commit and then the people who I thought were my friends said go ahead and do it so that was something that I remember and thankfully I'm still here right yeah yeah really I can't That's, like, something that I've never understood is, like, whether you're friends with somebody or not, like, whether you like that person or not to, like, tell that person to do something like that. To me, that's just, like, that's, I, like, I'm speechless. Like, that's Mm -hmm. just so, so horrible. And, like, like, how, how would you, like, like, how did you react to that? I know that they said it online, mm-hmm. and that was also, like, in middle school when I began to right. use social media, like, Facebook and mm-hmm. MySpace. But I I guess, like, I didn't take it seriously, of course. Right. I just, that's, that's just, like, 
but I I wrote it down and then like teachers found out right and then the principal was like why would you actually say that to her and then they made the bully apologize Mm -hmm. and my friend slash bully just said sorry but it just felt so empty right I was about to say if you think that even like made a difference at all that's so crazy to me like did the school like I'm I'm going into education and I guess I'm just kind of interested about this it's like did the school really do anything besides just sort of, like, give her a slap on the wrist um, and be like, you need to apologize? They did suspend her for five days, okay. so there was that. And yeah. um, they asked if I wanted to file police charges, but mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want to right. deal with that legal yeah. stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. we were 13 or something. Right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So early. Wow. Um, and I know you mentioned, like, it was online. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like, not that it wouldn't be hard regardless, of whether we had social media or or not but like do you feel like because everybody's always so present and like always connected that like like with me like my own issues are always like sort of stemmed from like Mm self-esteem more than anything but like like Instagram can just be so like horrible just to like see all these people Mm -hmm. who you're like constantly like comparing yourself to do you feel like that was like the case for you or do you think like cyberbullying was like a thing that sort of like, allowed them to say these things and, like, not really think about the fact that their, like, actions had consequences? hmm Back then, I think, like, it was more of a cyberbullying thing. Mm-hmm. They could just say whatever, and they felt, like, removed from the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but now in college, um, with social media, it's more about self-esteem and comparing myself right. and, and that stuff. Right. So, I guess just sort of to move on a little bit off of that, unless there's anything else that you'd like to say, um, I just, I'm just curious, like, were you, I know you sort of mentioned your doctor said you might have something, so does that mean that you were, like, officially diagnosed by a doctor with having major depressive disorder? I don't think that's, is that something that you can sort of self-diagnose or not really? Like, she, she wrote it on my paper mm-hmm. like right depressive disorder I was like oh right. wow there's like actually a, a name to this and I, I was like I came in thinking there's something wrong with me but I can't I can't figure out what it is just like right. the feeling of not being completely healthy mm-hmm. but like if you look at like me as a petite person who's not overweight but I still feel mm-hmm. like something's wrong so I was kind of relieved that I got that diagnosis because I'm like there's a name to this and like I right. can finally figure things out from there so after you were diagnosed did you were you like prescribed any medications um she I think she encouraged me to take medications mm-hmm. but like she didn't force me to right. if I wasn't ready so right. she suggested going to therapy at OSU mm-hmm. too right and then I I got back to school in August of sophomore year and I was like I don't know about therapy, but right. then I visited my favorite professor, and then I broke down in her office, mm-hmm. just got overwhelmed by things, and then she suggested um, going to see CCS. Okay. So then it was because of her that I got help calling them, setting up an appointment, and mm-hmm. then finally seeing somebody. Right. So. And did you think that uh, CCS was helpful when you came to them? Like, were they, like... Um, I think I took a few weeks to, to get seen mm-hmm. after I made, like, that initial phone call. I wasn't too, like, disappointed by how long I had to wait right. in between appointments, but I did have to, like, space them out. Right. Initially, it was, like, a few, 
like every few weeks and then it was like once a month so I mean for other people it would definitely be hard mm -hmm. if they have more pressing issues more like constant issues mm -hmm. for me it was manageable for, That's for good. 10 I mean I might appreciate 15 or just like some type of leeway in case. right right mm -hmm. um so do you still go to therapy whether it's at OSU or somewhere else mm -hmm. so yeah. for my junior year I I saw another therapist because the one I had was like a psychology intern mm -hmm. so she left and then the one I have for this year was also an intern but she'll be staying on for next year oh that's good so yeah I yeah. definitely had a really good experience with both years that's and awesome I think even better for this year just because like I've more experience with like what therapy's like and letting mm -hmm. things out my first year of therapy, I was crying a lot in the sessions, so it was just, like, a lot to, to let things go and, mm -hmm. like, to unpack all the stuff I'm right. carrying. Right. Yeah. So I get, I have another question, because I'm just sort of curious, because you, you, you're, like, the first person to sort of mention how you needed to figure out how therapy worked. Yeah. So I've, I have never gone to, like, a therapy session before, so I'm just curious, like, you don't have to, like, share, like, anything you ever said in therapy, obviously. Mm -hmm. But just, like, what did therapy, like, sort of look like? Because I, I always picture the, the old school, like, bench mm -hmm. thing that you yeah. lay down on and, like, <laughs> like for some reason yeah. Freud's there. Right. And you're just, like, like how do you feel about that mm -hmm. type stuff? So what was it, like, the experience of therapy itself like, I mm -hmm. guess, if you could describe it? Yeah. So you basically walk into the fourth floor of Yunkin or for Lincoln, there's a different process. Mm -hmm. um, you check in um, for some sessions, like you have a survey to take and then you sit in the waiting room, the therapist calls you and then you go to their room and you both sit down in regular chairs. There's no lying down whatsoever because <laughs> I've like never seen that in real life. Right. <laughs> um, and then you just talk about your experiences, like what's troubling you mm -hmm. and they work with you to kind of think through like stuff. Like, they're not going right. to give you an answer, but they're going to help you think through things. Right. So, yeah. That's cool. Do you feel like you were able to open up to your therapist pretty easily or did it like take a couple of sessions to feel like, all right, I can trust this person to like listen to me and not, obviously they're not going to go tell your stuff, but like it's still hard to like mm -hmm. open up to like a complete stranger. Like I'm sure this podcast isn't even easy since like we don't know each other right. that well, but yeah. um, it was definitely hard the first year of therapy. I was just crying a lot as I was opening up. It was still hard mm -hmm. to open up about a lot right. of things. There, there was like one traumatic event that I never brought up to my therapist. Like she'd ask, like, "Do you want to talk about it?" But I'm like, "No, I, I really don't want to talk about mm -hmm. this." So, it definitely takes time. Mm -hmm. But eventually, I do open up about some things. For this year, I never imagined me opening up to my therapist and telling her things I didn't tell anybody else ever. Right. So just, like, wow. Mm -hmm. It can be really transformative. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that therapy just, like, it's just everybody that I've talked to, I haven't heard one person who said, like, no, therapy didn't work for me. I think it just, it really shows just, like, how important therapy can be for people. Yeah, I'm really happy that you felt like you could, like, open up. I think that's awesome, and I know it's really hard to do, so, like, I'm proud of you for going. You. Yeah. Um, so, I guess to kind of move on to our next little thing, I'm just a little bit curious, because I know that um, a lot of times, 
like mental health disorders and stuff, they sort of, they can have like a genetic component to it. So like, I'm just, if you feel comfortable sharing this, um, curious if like, you know of any like family history um, of like major depressive disorder in your family or maybe just another uh, mental health disorder like anxiety or like eating disorders or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, as for family history, I don't know a lot about my relatives, like medical mm-hmm. issues, but I do think there's trauma that multiple relatives have experienced because mm-hmm. they all experienced the Vietnam War. So right. my dad definitely has PTSD. Mm-hmm. He boarded a boat, like a really rickety boat, and he saw another boat collapse. Oh my gosh. I don't know if he saw people drown, but the boat definitely right. collapsed. So just, like, all of that is something he never talked to me about. So I think because he's never, ever experienced, like, he's never talked about his past, mm-hmm. like, it might be because right. bad things happen. Right. He just doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah. So I'm just thinking there's PTSD in my family. So that's all I can think about. Yeah. And they don't talk about mental health at all. Right. So it's even, like, me telling my mom... I think I have a problem with my brain because I don't know the word for depression. She's like, no, the doctor's lying to you. Like, I don't believe that. You Mm -hmm. just have to eat better and sleep better. Just take care of yourself and you'll be fine. But even though, like, I do those things, depression still hits me. It's still there. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And I feel like that's a big... I know I've talked about this before on, like, previous podcasts, but, like, I think that's, like, a big generational gap between, like, our generation's and, like, our parents' generations and, like, their parents' generations because, like, before, like, they would just be like, oh, that person just, like, worries all the time and it's fine as how they are. Mm-hmm. But, like, and they deal with it, whatever. Right. But I feel like now, at least among, like, college-age students, at least, there's a lot more. It's not obviously completely better. There's still, like, a stigma around it. But I feel like it, people are understanding that this is, like, a medical thing. Like, it's not just, like, something you're making up in your head or something that, like, just exercise or, like, just a change in diet can fix. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree because there's, like, biological components to it. I think if you see brain scans, there's evidence that there's depression, that it changes mm-hmm. your brain, actually, your chemistry or something like that. Yeah. So I guess now I'm just, if you want to share, we are just sort of curious about how your, like, daily life with major depressive disorder sort of feels? I guess for just having depression in day-to-day life, it's hard with self-care. So I have a messy room. Mm -hmm. It's not dirty, but it's messy. I know that cleaning it will make my head clearer and, like, help me think better because if I look at a dirty thing, like like a messy room, then it makes me stressed. But it just, it always gets messy anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like always beating myself up for not doing things I'm supposed to do. It's, it's like laying in bed for like an hour and I should have gotten up by now, but it's like, I can't get up. The bed's mm-hmm. like too comfortable. I'm also kind of too sad. And just like to describe what depression is like for me, it's kind of like an emptiness, like Mm-hmm. like a hole inside of you kind of like a hole in your soul like something's gnawing at you or like you kind of feel numb to certain things so I have a lot of average days and occasionally have like really really bad days where I'm crying a lot 
and I just can't think, like I can't focus on my classes, I'm just thinking about other things. Um, and even though I'm not diagnosed formally, I, I think I have PTSD because mm -hmm. I have experiences that keep popping up in my head that I keep thinking about that I can't mm -hmm. help like remembering. So it's just like invasive thoughts is another thing. Something that I've learned that is different for everybody, just like how you sort of feel like your mental health disorder differently is how you deal with that mm -hmm. on like a day-to-day -day basis because everybody has like a way to cope. Mm -hmm. So if you're, if you would like to share what your way is or like how you kind of like get yourself, like how you either prep yourself to have a day that isn't as bad as others or just like if you're having a bad day, like things that help you to get through it I know I just try to organize my life as much as possible so having a really colorful mm -hmm. floral planner and I put things like color code what I have to do I always like make time to meet up with friends throughout the week so sometimes we get food together sometimes we just study together mm -hmm. and then I always schedule fun things to do so I'm looking on like Facebook events like this is what I'm gonna do and put in my calendar because I'm gonna make fun for myself I'm going to like have a good time because right. like school's not everything mm -hmm. and work's not everything. So right. like having these fun things to do really helps like ease my depression. How um, how did like family members or like friends or just like even acquaintances react to it? If you told them, like did you tell? So I, yeah, I'm just curious if like I know you said your mom a little bit was just say like just you eat better and like right. exercise kind but of invalidating right mm -hmm. right and just like what they how they reacted and like how it kind of like made you feel I was so frustrated hearing like my mom invalidate me like no ma you just don't get it and she's also not educated she has a mm -hmm. third grade education mm -hmm. so that could definitely play a role right so I mean it is what it is but I'll still always try to educate her Mm -hmm. and stuff like that um friends in college have been more supportive That's i funny. actually did like a mental health poem at, oh, cool. at an event so i i was like I, in my poem i said i was diagnosed with depression and then i was like i was like wow i let that out in yeah. front of like 50 people so now they know and then right. i also wrote i have depression on facebook and then like wrote a whole post about like, this is what I grow, go through, mm -hmm. and I know, like, it's not going to be the same for everyone, and then right. you cope differently. So, I mean, just saying, like, even people who have, like, straight A's and, like, they look like they're all fine and stuff, like, mm -hmm. you don't know what they're going through. And right. people were like, oh, I, I didn't know that about you, Melinda. Like, I just... I think it's... I don't know. I think it's really great that you felt like you could do that. Mm -hmm. um, did it feel good to just, like, kind of just put it all out there? Yeah, I don't know why, but actually it does feel good to, like, to say your truth and mm -hmm. to let it out because I didn't know, like, how many of my peers were also going through with that. And they, I just got, like, a lot of support and encouragement, right. like, you're not in this alone. Mm -hmm. um, I'm so proud of you for, for, like, taking time to take care of yourself. And, like, you're still, like, really high-functioning and like you perform so well so just right. like that support is was really helpful that's good mm -hmm. something that you said that I thought was kind of interesting was how you said people can have straight A's and seem yeah. like they're doing okay but still be feeling this way and I thought that was really interesting because I feel like when we like think about 
depression, we sort of, like, have, like, an image in our mind mm-hmm. of, like, who who gets depression and, like, be like, oh, it's people who are, like, lazy and they're not, yeah. like, doing what they're supposed to be doing and blah, 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 blah. But there's not, there's not, a like, a type of person who gets mm-hmm. depression it's, or, like, anxiety or anything. It's just... It could happen to, like, anybody. Like, anybody could have, like, anxiety. Anybody could have, like, an eating disorder. Mm -hmm. It doesn't pick based off of, like, age, gender, race, or anything. It's just, it's something that, like, everybody has. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was, like, a really good point to make about Mm -hmm. that. Because, like like you said, things could look okay on the outside Mm -hmm. and, like, completely be not okay inside. So that's... it makes me think of like Robin Williams and how like he was the guy who made everyone happy and smile mm-hmm. and laugh and then like we it was a shocker to me like mm-hmm. when we heard about his death yeah. and like I heard about it and I actually cried because I'm like wow like right. he died in this way and like I didn't watch a lot of his movies mm-hmm. I only watched like Aladdin and that's oh, it but oh, like God. still I was just like wow that's like really impactful and right. hearing about like Chester from Lincoln Park mm-hmm. that was just like I just felt something for yeah. him and, like, with his family and stuff. I right. just I just felt something. Yeah. yeah. Were you a big Linkin Park fan, too? I always, mm-hmm. I feel like that probably, that, like, probably hit really hard. Like, I, I would say, I, like, their songs, but more of just, like, the ones that, like, everybody knows. But it, I feel like feeling super connected to that band and then having that happen and being, like, something that you've also struggled with was probably, like, really hard to, like, mm-hmm. see it happen. Right. But, like, yeah, you would think that because these people are famous, they're, like, they're rich, you know? They've got money. Like, they're happy. Yeah. And still not the case. It's very insightful, I think, mm-hmm. of you to point that out. So have you felt that um, through all of, like, the therapy that you've gone to and, like, just years of, like, kind of, not necessarily getting used to it, but, like, sort of learning how to cope with depression, do you feel like your mental health has started to at least improve or, like, you feel like there's, like, a lot, whenever I say this, a lot of people Mm -hmm. are like, it never really improves. You just get better at, (laughs) Mm -hmm. like, managing it. But, like, I don't know if, like, you feel like it's improved at all, if it's, if you feel like it's still... Mm -hmm. That is such a hard question to answer, and I think, like... I threw a lot at you at once, it's, too. It's going to be hard to to manage, for sure, just mm-hmm. because as I get further into adulthood, like, like taking care of myself and being more independent, and that's more stressors to think about, like, mm-hmm. bills, and then working full-time is going to mm-hmm. be, like, a whole other stressor. Um, yeah. <laughs> so there's that, and I will still always, like... I experience, like, racism and discrimination on, like, a regular basis. So just, like, carrying really? that burden. Even at OSU, that's yeah. that still happens, too. Oh so I don't know like, why I'm acting like I'm right. surprised. <laughs> <laughs> right, it still happens. And so I don't know if my mental health will improve, but I am learning, like, skills and tools mm-hmm. to combat it. And I'm hoping, like, I'll still have, like, lifelong friends or really good friends that will help, like, listen as well. And after college, I am concerned about how I'm going to pay for therapy because right now I get, like, the 10 free sessions. Mm-hmm. And then after OSU, like, how much is therapy going to be and right. and how accessible is it going to be? Yeah. So I guess basically your point is it that you feel like you're able to, like, manage things that are, like, 
in your life now, but you're just sort of nervous about different things in the future that could Mm -hmm. like add to it. Is that basically what you're saying? Okay, cool. Um, So for those who like don't really understand what it's like to have um, like a mental health disorder or like have never struggled with anything that's like very like serious, like myself, Mm how would you get somebody to, like, understand, like, what it's like and how to, like, sort of convince them that it's not just a thing in your head and that it's, like, like, somebody who just doesn't get mental right. health, doesn't understand that it's, a, like, a health issue. Yeah. It's not just, like, being made up. Right. Um, speaking, like, for depression, and it might be different for, like, other mental health disorders, it's, mm-hmm. like, having a foggy brain, like, your brain is being fogged up and, like, you can't even think clearly, can't remember things. I know that my memory is, like, trash now. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, I'm usually good at trivia and things like that, but it's, like, I have to write everything down now and I can't even remember things in the conversation, even if it's, like, really recent. Um, it can also be, like, irritable mood, so, like, mood swings and things like that. Um, just feeling really down in the dumps, sad, worthless, helpless, um... Your sleeping is, like, affected because, like, I have worse sleep. And sometimes, like, I'll just lay on my phone, like, looking at social media to try to help me sleep. And that's not that good. So your self-care is worse. And mental health, like, affects your physical health, financial Mm -hmm. health, um, all those things. I feel like it's also, like, a lack of energy. It kind of feels like you have rocks tied to you, like, Mm -hmm. invisible rocks tied to you because I noticed... When I was, like, really down one time, I was walking so slow, like, trudging, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know why I'm just carrying on anymore, so Mm -hmm. it was just, like, feeling heavy, weighed down. I could describe, like, it in a lot of ways, Mm -hmm. like, also, like, drowning, Mm -hmm. so just a lot of different ways you can put it. Yeah. What would you tell somebody who, like, is completely, like, invalidating the fact that you have depression and being, like, that's not a real thing? Mm -hmm. Like, is there something that you would want them to know about, like, the stigma or, like, something that you would say maybe to try to like change their mind just imagine things that are constantly bothering you maybe Mm -hmm. or like an invisible barrier because like the brain is an organ and it Uh can also get illnesses and be hurt Mm -hmm. so that is so hard but just realizing the brain is an organ it can be hurt and Mm -hmm. you have to take care of it as well so right yeah something along those lines right um and then sort of along like the same lines of that I guess on the field of like advice or whatever Mm -hmm. um what is something that you would either tell yourself in the past when you first started dealing with this that like you know now or something that you would want to tell somebody else who's going through something similar to what you've gone through like I don't want to talk in cliches or anything that's okay Um, they're allowed here um, I guess, like, for my past, like, definitely to to stay stay with it, to, to not, like, beat myself up so much that, like, some problems are really just temporary, that some people really do not matter at all after, like, like a certain amount like of time. Like, their opinions of you. Right. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, I wonder, like, what I'm going to say, like, to my past self and mm-hmm. the things like that but definitely something that will encourage my past self to keep going because right. like looking at like the big picture the big goal um 
that like failures are like learning mistakes and, and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that things will happen if they're meant to be. Um, right. And then like for other people dealing with it who might be like newly diagnosed or something that it's definitely going to be a journey that there's definitely going to be ups and downs that it would be really helpful for a, a support system that like that's like one of the key things to have find a good support mm-hmm. system yeah yeah other things are helpful on um, listening to music but try not to listen to too much like depressing music because right. like if i'm already sad and then i listen to like certain lincoln park sounds mm-hmm. then i will like be even more down and right. then that's just like a rabbit hole i dug myself into or something like that um i follow wholesome memes pages and just like positive stuff on facebook and things Mm -hmm. like that so seeing those memes and positive posts are also helpful cool Mm -hmm. cool yeah i think that's really good advice um i've I've had a lot of people who i've talked to about this say that they want to just tell their past selves like not like it gets better Mm -hmm. but like you you'll figure it out right more than anything Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i wrote on my um instagram profile like grow through what you go through so i like that so yeah that's something i like to think about now too yeah um if you just want to like share a little bit about yourself like maybe your hobbies and like what you like doing outside of school okay i like reading and writing i like watching movies especially disney and marvel um, and anything animated. I like exploring and traveling. So I've been to three countries and I'll be going to my fourth in May for study abroad. And I'm always just like trying to learn wherever I go. That's really exciting. Yeah. Were the other places you went, were those for study abroad too? Mm-hmm. So yeah. you like studied abroad like three times? Uh, One time. One time, so okay. I went to two countries for study abroad, but then like I was supposed to go home to Cleveland and okay. then like I lost my passport abroad. Oh, so no. I got stuck in a different country. <laughs> oh gosh. So that was nice to go to a different country right. that I wasn't expecting to go to. But, but also stressful. Yes, it was. Because no passport. Right. That, yeah. I would probably throw up just yeah. being so nervous. Definitely. Oh, goodness gracious. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm glad that you were able to come back to Ohio. Gosh, that must have been terrifying. Mm -hmm. I just want to say thank you for coming because I know it's I know that it can be regardless of whether you're talking to a stranger or somebody you've known for like your whole life. It can be hard to talk about it. And so I really appreciate you coming in here and like sort of just like laying it all out in front of me. Um, I really liked talking to you. Thank you. I really enjoyed this talk as well. Thank you so much for listening. If you are or know someone currently going through depression, anxiety, or suicidal ideation, please make sure that they receive the help they need. Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. And despite the lack of resources available, all college campuses have some form of therapy and support. Additionally, if you are interested in sharing your story, please email either Annie Knudsen at knudsen.26 at osu.edu that's K-N-U-D-S-O-N dot two six at OSU dot edu or Ishan Rolla at Rolla dot three at OSU dot edu 
That's R-O-L-A.3 at OSU.edu. We would like to thank our mother organization, Universal Health Aid Columbus, an organization dedicated to improving universal health through preventative medicine, health education, leadership de- and leadership development. If you are interested in learning more, go to uhacolumbus.org. That's it for this week. We will see you next week.